You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. That time of year again, Fern and Katie. Katie's on the show, young Katie. Is it, is it the time of year when you wear the same shirt back to back to back days? Is that what time of year it is? I do that. Almost all year round. Yeah, because you were wearing that shirt yesterday when we were on a call. Oh, that's a sweatshirt. And I got a t-shirt. What's the rule? If you have a t-shirt under a sweatshirt. The rule is take a bath. Wash your clothes. <laughs> yeah. You're not a toddler. Well, you're the size of a toddler, but you're not the age of a toddler. You don't repeat wear any clothes. Uh, what do you mean repeat wear? The Meaning like wear it the next day? Yeah. No, that's gross. I don't know why. I, I'm very... Gross. <laughs> I was going to say like frugal in, in everything I do. I don't know if frugal is the right word. I'm, um, I was going to say Jewish, say. but... <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to back up so you can see. So I'm wearing... This is my coach's shirt underneath. I coached in it last night. For three hours, I wore it for th- Katie. Don't make a face like that. Don't you get sweaty when you coach? Right, that's my point. <laughs> Going back to my statement about being gross. A little bit, but little bit. I got a, kind of like a mindset. Like I wear it a little, then I'm going to work out today in this, and then it go- Then it's officially dirty. There's like an in-between phase, and it saves me on some laundry. It just saves me on how much laundry I'm doing. I don't, you know what? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Listen, nobody here believes that you do laundry, number one. <laughs> I do my own laundry. No, you don't. I really do. I do. I do my own laundry and, and bed sheets. I do bed sheets once a week. That's how clean I am. But you wear the same shirt multiple days in a row? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we brought you on. This is your, you're still in a probationary period right now. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on thin ice. <laughs> I'm going to also, let me, let me cue everybody in. Katie sent a text that said he's an angry elf. And he, she was referring to me. Well, she wasn't referring to me. Appreciated when I woke up this morning, but yes, I, I do, and especially hoodies. You can wear multiple. I mean, this isn't a hoodie. There's no hood. It's a sweatshirt. But you can wear you can wear a sweatshirt multiple days, right? 
I think that is probably just fine. Yeah. So, so the whole conversation we're having is based on a sweatshirt, and I'm wearing a sweatshirt with yeah, a t-shirt underneath it. That, that's that you that, already sweat in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Yeah, you're missing the point here, Jack. So we'll have to <laughs> skip past it. This is a little secret. For about a year, I stopped wearing deodorant. I smelled. I did smell all the things you're outlining. So Katie, you should take notes. All the things you're outlining here are, are things that would eventually lead to divorce. From you or from my wife? Well, probably both. I'm just not in direct proximity to you so that you're so disgusting that I'm like, your hygiene is ridiculous and awful and non-existent. Yeah. Roz yelled at me a few times for smelling, but. And that didn't like cue you into maybe don't be gross. No, I wasn't leaving the house. I literally spent a year in this That's room. That's that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is what? even more gross. Go outside. <laughs> Take a bath. My haircut. I'm going to get my haircut again. Soon. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying yeah. To like... Listen, all the listeners are on board. Just get your shit together. Take a bath. Go outside. Talk to other people. Well, speaking of, we're recording this on May 25th, and it is... National Towel Day. So maybe I will take a shower. It's National Towel Day. Did you know that? I didn't. I did not. It's National Towel Day. It's also Geek Pride Day, also known so as the Speaking third. of poor hygiene, how long, how many uses in one towel do you, like how long do you use a towel before you're like, this is dirty? Well. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody that's not watching this on YouTube, you should just go back right now, rewind back to that question and just watch Katie's face when he when he made that statement. No, I'm thinking about it. So I have made an effort to be, look, first of all, for the listeners, I'm very clean. Person. This is a real long winded way of giving a justification for the fact that you're about to say something to the tune of one month. No, no, no. I, I mean, in college, I would go an entire semester with my bed sheets and towel. That was just college, all right? One, like as in five months? About that, yeah. And and there were multiple people sleeping in that bed. Like it wasn't just me, so, so yeah, <laughs> that, it was dirty. It that was is dirty. disgusting. Yeah, that was college, that was 20 years ago. So here's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a little insight. You ready for this? Just like we tell our affiliate U clients, I tell them all the time, we talked about it recently, eliminate, automate, delegate. And then something else that I do is put things in the calendar. I try to put everything in the calendar. And I do put in the calendar laundry day as well as bed sheet towel day. All right, we'll add change your shirt day and take a <laughs> bath day. <laughs> Those will be on repeat every day from here on out. Yeah, yeah. I should, but I put my workouts in there, but no, Sundays I do laundry and sheets. So, so typically I do the towels once a week. Is that good? Okay, not terrible, not terrible. Yeah, my parents, when my parents were here, they said you're supposed to do it like every other day. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of towels. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you are showering, like you're clean. It's a clean That's body. That's the only reason that's acceptable is because you are clean at that point. But that'd be like, if you use the same beach towel every day and never wash it, that's gross. But I, you know, but even as an adult, prior to moving, you know, probably went a little long on the bed sheets, but I get really sweaty at night. Speaking of, I ordered one of those um, like bed coolers. I finally ordered one. They're very difficult to find like a good temperature. 
Like I'm I, either freezing my ass off or hot. You have one? Yeah. Which one? I don't remember. So I ordered the eight sleep. We're not sponsored by them. So, you know, if, they, if anyone's listening and they would like to sponsor us, we would, we would. I mean, it can get crazy cold. Like it got so cold underneath the bed that like Jess had to put like a, 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 a wall of pillows in well, between us. I have a feeling she just wanted to stay away from you. That would be true too. But it, you know, you're supposed to be able to set two temperatures with this. It was recommend. Supposedly, I didn't hear this, but Frazier, Matt Frazier, spoke about this company. I'm sure he got his for free. We did not. But a couple of people mentioned it in the group. I did some research. I was looking at the chili pad, and that just didn't look. It looked like you're sleeping on like crinkly stuff and noise. This looks comfortable, and I'll 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 keep the listeners posted. But yeah, I ordered the eight sleep one, just the cover, since I already have a mattress. Well, it's good you have a mattress. So, so, but, and then I, you know, I've, I've made it. I do change my clothes more with the baby because she spits up on you a lot, right? So, so let's I, ride. Let's ride this train. We're creating some good habits here. Let's continue on with that. <laughs> Man, she definitely. Did you have this experience? She loves Roz way more than she loves me. That's children in general. Loving their mother or lo- loving other people than me. Correct. Well, both. And like when I wake up and see her, she smiles and then she cries. And then like as soon as she looks and sees Roz, she's happy again. Food, man. It's food. It's the same with Rocky. Like Rocky Jess, loves Jess gets us. furious every day when she comes home because Chappie refuses to say mama or mommy or anything like that. And everybody that walks in the door is da-da. And she's like, No. It's mommy. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Kids at some smart. Point, yeah, that's how I look at it. I'm like, this is fine. At some point, you're going to be a little older and we will, uh, we will form this relationship. So we were kicking this thing off saying, hey, it's that time of year. And no, it's not the time of year where, where my shirt's on repeat. It's the time of year where we're doing Memorial Day Murph. Yes. Yeah. 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 We we agree that that is on the calendar for today. I thought you were going to elaborate on that and then lead into its topic for discussion. Pet peeve. Pet peeve yeah. of mine. The Murph. I that had. Where did that originate? It just sounds weird. I'll be honest with you. Remember, the Murph. Remember, do the Murph. Um, there was one year. It was either I don't remember if it was Madison or Carson and Lululemon one of the local stores like put some stuff in the window trying to like attract CrossFitters. And one of the things they put up was like the Murph. I wonder, so there was, there was, obviously there is Murph, the hero workout. And then I believe at some point there was a, a thing or something with the verbiage, the Murph challenge. Yes, yes, yes. And that I think might be the genesis of the Murph just leaving out the challenge because if you said the Murph challenge that actually completes a full statement but if you just say the Murph then it sounds weird because you're insinuating now that there are other variations of it and this is the version I don't like I don't like that either but you know that I came up with Memorial Day Murph right no you didn't I did (laughs) there's an article in men's health what do you mean you came up with it like it was his workout I I 
I, along with a member of mine, Josh Apple, Dr. Josh Apple, who was a paratrooper on the rescue mission, he's in the Lone Survivor book. We decided to do Murph on Memorial Day and we did a fundraiser. This has got to be 2009. And then it just took off. And to be honest, I didn't even realize we created it. It wasn't even in my periphery. I just was like, sure, let's do it. And then we, I, I can't say with certainty. That, that was we, a real quick backpedal. <laughs> no, but I do, I don't know that no one else was doing it, but if you, there's an article, it was either Men's Health or what's the other one? Men's Fitness. I don't know which one it was because he just sent me a picture of it, but you know that he's being interviewed and he referenced Albany CrossFit and yeah, we were one of the first ones. I remember in 2008, my first Memorial Day open, because we opened in uh, fall of 2007, we let everyone pick a hero workout. So people were doing all sorts of different hero workouts, which is a, it was a lot of fun, but it's a complete clusterfuck. And then like most people, you realize Murph's a great workout, but it's also very simple to run large groups. So I believe that's why we switched to it. And then, you know, here we are. 12 years later, everyone's still doing it. Katie, are you Googling this right now? I am. <laughs> I don't like having Katie on this show anymore yeah. to Google my penis. I was so, about to call shenanigans, but I gotta I gotta see if this is actually out there. The what so this was um when was that event? That was in 2004, 2005? Which I'm one? Look it up. Um uh when that bird got shot down the uh operation red wing the oh, i have to go back and find, i, I want to say it's 2004 2005 actually stand by so it took that long for them to come up with that it took them like four or five years for murph the workout uh yeah i don't know the first time you know people think murph is the first hero workout ever it's 2005 june 2005 i knew it was 2004 2005 i forgot I'm not claiming we created the workout for the record. Lieutenant Michael Murphy, you know, they say he used to do that workout. They, he called it body armor. Correct. And then, and then I can only assume it was Coach Glassman at the time, put it on .com. We then said, hey, let's do this every Memorial Day. So anyway. I, for, anybody, for anybody that knows, please chime in. I found the article. Okay. Um, the article online about it's in men's health. I don't see your name though, but I, I see <laughs> but it says CrossFit, CrossFit. It says CrossFit Albany yeah. is referenced. And hey, so is Dr. Apple. Yeah, that's my buddy, Dr. Josh. Dr. Josh, great, great dude. Great dude. He walked in. You know, Fern, you can probably attest to this. There, there's a, you, you meet a lot of new people on their first day when you're on a box. And I would say over the years, there's probably like five or six that I remember like day one when they walked in, the moment you met him, Dr. Josh was, especially when you're first opening, because every new person you're like, you know, this is a new member and I'm so excited. But Dr. Josh was one of those, just a great dude. Um, so anyway, look, it's not about me guys. You know that I don't like to, you know, you know me, I don't like to take credit. So I don't know who brought this up that I created Murph, but uh, <laughs> let's, it was probably Fern, Fern Blip. Take a step back. Um, but going back to the Murph, I don't like when people say that. I think it's 
I don't think it's intentionally disrespectful, but that's what I hear. It's definitely not. It, it is out of just, they don't know. They heard it and then they just repeated it. Like it's not, no, it's, I don't even know how it could be disrespectful. I don't even know where, how you could come to that conclusion. Because to me, that is like, a. they're just saying, hey, let's do the Murph as in like, let's do this workout, not saying let's pay respect to this guy. Well, you have to remember that most people are so far detached from the event, right? Either they're too young to know, like, I mean, 2005, do that. Like we're coming up almost like we're, we're knocking on 20 years or 16 years this year. So that is not recent, you know? So it's not like they have some sort of attachment to it where I have multiple like weird, uh, like peripheral attachments to that event via other people who were directly connected to a number of those guys. Like, so, so it was real. I was in the service at that point. That was a real thing that had, that had, happened that had rippled its way through the community so but if you know if i was like not in the military had started crossfit in 2000 and whatever 18 17 four or five years ago it wouldn't it wouldn't feel the same right so it's not that they're doing it it's not they're they it's just too far removed you know it's like uh d-day you know people are just like d-day let's already do okay cool but like nobody with the exception of people that are probably, you know, either knocking on death's door or had like a parent or a grand, or not a parent, a grandparent that was there. It doesn't, it doesn't have the same meaning. I agree, but that's the, the point. It's up to people like us to make sure that it gets, you know, remembered and passed on, right? Like what, there's that like, you know, cliche quote of like, first they came for so-and-so and I didn't do it. And then they came for so-and-so and then, you know, then they came for me. Right. And obviously this is not that, but point is you have a member and they say the Murph and you don't correct. And then Katie has a member and then I have a member. And it's like, all of a sudden everyone's saying it. And I don't think you have to be an asshole, but if like, Hey, you know, this, you know, and, and this kind of lends itself to the conversation that I want to have in that yesterday I was coaching, you know, and I'm trying to get people excited to do Murph this year and people are afraid to do it. People, you know, don't realize they can scale it. And I, and I think that's because it's only associated with being a workout. Like this is a workout and there's no deviated from deviation from this plan versus, hey, this is a celebration of somebody's life. You can do whatever it takes. You, you doing something is better than not doing anything. It's like, you know, a marathon is 26.2. Yes, there's no scaling it. Are you doing a half marathon or a 5K or whatever? But when it comes to doing this workout, it's, it's a CrossFit workout that is meant to be all-inclusive and regardless of your skill your or level or adaptation or scaling needs, you can do this. Um, and by the way, if you're interested in learning more, Marcus Luttrell, you and I, we talked about it a couple months ago, was on Joe Rogan podcast. That was really, really good. I want to know, have, did you, I have questions about the way, the way that podcast, is, yeah, podcast I, I actually, ended. They said something. They said oh, he was getting, I think Rogan actually posted something that basically Marcus Luttrell went to go to the bathroom. They realized he had been drinking a little too much and they didn't want him to say anything that he didn't want to say. So they oh, just, okay. It was meant to be a break, but then it became. They're like, hey, let's, let's reconvene at a later date. What I think about doing on almost every one of our episodes with you, just cutting it. Right. Because you're just like, it's hard to keep up with this guy. I get it. But, so, but let's talk about two things when it comes to Murph. And if we want to add a little more, we can. But one, 
I think it's important to note as box owners, we're doing a bad job. I'm generalizing, but I think in, in generalizing in general, you need to be clear that this is scalable. Too many of your members don't realize I can scale this. I can do team version. I can do half. I don't have pull-ups. I can do whatever I need showing up on Memorial Day or whatever day you choose to run this is more important than the workout you're doing. I think there's two conversations probably need to be had there. Number one is just the continual conversation about scaling. Cause if I'm having conversation about scaling for the first time, when we do Murph, probably not going to go over well. But I do so, think there's a disconnect. Like they know Monday through Friday, whatever the workout is, I can scale. But for, I had this conversation with this lady last night. She's like, no, no, I can't do it. I'm hurt. I'm like, you're not hearing me. You do not need to do pull. Like I had to be like super blunt about it. Yeah, which is fine. So remember, don't take it personally. Four rules. Don't take, they're not doing it to you. Four right? agreements. Four agreements, Katie. They they don't. They're not. They're doing it because they want to to give reverence to the event and to that. They're not doing it because they want to be knuckleheads. They're doing it because. When, when you're talking about something like a hero wad, they feel obligated to do it because of the nature of what the, why this event exists. So just reframing the conversation that it's not about doing it scaled. It is about a little bit of shared suffering though, with like, it should be difficult, but it should not be injurious in nature, right? Like I'm not, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Like hurting yourself is not, doesn't make this any better, you know? Um, that's where there's a disconnect. And I agree with what you're saying, where it becomes, well, it's a, you know, it's supposed to be hard, but you can have hard and challenging, like, and still scale appropriately. In other words, you can still maybe, if your sh shoulders hurt, that one mile on each end is what's going to be challenging. And then figuring it out a movement. It's supposed to be, in other words, you can have the suffering of a hero workout, but still scale. Absolutely, because that's not what it's about. And I think, um, and we don't, we do like an okay job of it here. Um, we probably just get too in the weeds sometimes with just classes and being on time and stuff like that. But it, I think it's okay to just take stock in, in what you're going to do on certain days. Uh, and there, so there's like a couple, like there's so many hero wads, which is a very unfortunate thing at this point. Just like, it's hard to kind of pull the full backstory on all of these and give a brief every time you do one of these. But is it a good idea? Yeah, I do think it is a good idea to kind of like, hey, like, let's just talk about this for a second. And then what I think that leads to is a better conversation about what is this for, right? Like, hey, here's what happened. Who, here's this person. Here's what they gave up. You know, let's think about that for a second. We're all here. You know, here's what this is about. And here's the way I want you to approach this. It should be hard. It should be challenging. And when it gets challenging and it becomes hard and you start to doubt yourself, here's what I want you to think about. That doesn't mean injure yourself. There's a time and a place to go deep, dark into the locker. It's probably not on Memorial Day, Murph. Yeah, and it's a different deep and dark. Like, I told this story to Castro, and he completely ignored me. But when I saw Pancheck doing that workout, he was in a dark place. Like, he was no longer with me on that competition floor. That's a different dark place. And this is uncomfortable. This is painful. And it's going to be over within an hour. And, you know, I think, I think, right. That's a, that's a different, that's a different deep. That's an immediate, like in the, in the heat of competition where versus I'm in my own deep, dark place, something like, you know, 
running an ultra, you know, running a hundred miles or running nonstop for 24 hours or biking for 500, stuff like that, where, where the only thing that is preventing me from finishing is me. Oh, yeah. Like I just like, I just either give in or don't, you know, that's a, that's a totally different mind or like headspace to be in. And I do think people should do that more regularly. I was thinking about that the other day. I was actually, I think it was DM and Tosh about something. Um, you should get out here. Uh, Tosh and Hobart now is moving out here. Yeah, uh, probably I think next week. They're doing but, is what you're talking about, the big fish. Right. Yeah, yeah, big fish, stuff like that. And and I told him I'm going to do one before the end of the year. But the uh, yeah, so yeah. like just coming out and just, you know, like doing something that is difficult where likelihood of doubting yourself and failure is high, if not absolute. And then creating, you know, what would be a new set of rules or, or different ways I think about things and, and conquering your own inner demons about like, you know, being a quitter or how you deal with that and, and things of that nature. Like that, that's what hero workouts are for, but you don't have to do it prescribed. I don't have to do it with a 20 pound vest. I don't have to run the mile and do 100, 200, 300 as far as rep schemes go. Now, if you're capable of that, knock yourself out, do it. You know, I don't want you to give yourself rhabdo, but it's supposed to be hard. Like I'm going to do it. It's probably not going to go well. My training hasn't been well. great. Thing, point as well. I got down a Sherpa rabbit hole on YouTube the other day. We should climb Mount Everest together. That's what we should do. I am not doing anything of that level of difficulty with you. He might not make it back down the mountain. He might kill you at the I top. I might just or push you, you off. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who, Katie? So, where, where, where'd Jay go? I'm like, who? That was really. It's been me that, this whole time. That was fast. That is, um, well, so that that is even kind of, I don't want to say it's losing its allure, but the, the I think if you, I forget, somebody was, I know a couple people that have climbed, climbed Mount Everest, but the, and this is, to, this is not to take away from anybody. Like, it is hard. You should train for that. You should have to do a lot of things. But, um, that is now a business. Oh yeah. Like getting people to the top of Mount Everest and bringing them back. And now people still die every year, like, and, and all that stuff, because usually because of unknown weather changes that happen very quickly. Uh, but yeah, m- people are, are scaling Mount Everest, like on the regular. Well, that was the point of the documentary that the Sherpas really make it possible for, you know, Western society to do that. And this was in 2008 and I'm sure 13, 14 years later, the amount of people that climb Everest is just going up like anything. And, and you know, going back to hero workouts and, and everything that we're talking about, I think we have to make it very clear. You're not getting fitter on those days. They're challenges, right? They're, you know, and hence the Murph challenge when people say it, but you're not, I mean, think about CrossFit, functional movements, constantly varied high intensity. You know, Murph is for many people, at least 40 minutes. Like when you're talking about large loads, long distances and quickly and increasing intensity, Murph is not the workout to do it, but that means, that doesn't mean that it's not appropriate. But for a lot of people, I've got two great friends in the area that are doing a hero workout every Saturday. And we've all seen people that are doing every hero workout in a year. Great stuff to challenge yourself. I would argue more mentally than physically. In fact, I think Murph is harder without a vest, just because you can go faster, right? But it's a different type of heart. I'm gonna wear a vest on Monday because of the, like you said, more shared suffering and mental challenge. But the hardest Murph I ever did was in like the 30 minutes 
I don't remember the exact time, but no vest, which you could say, okay, you didn't really do Murph and get it, but it was your miles faster, the 100, 200, 300 is faster. Anytime you throw a vest on, it's like the argument of like, oh, you want to go RX plus because it's easier. Anytime you're just staring at a pull-up bar or a barbell and not actually moving, your intensity is decreasing. What's the fast? What's the fast you've ever done, Murph? Like prescribed? As prescribed, I would probably say around it. I would I would just guess in the 40s because I can still do about a 20 minute Cindy with a vest, 5, 10, 15, and I can still run an eight to 10 minute mile. So my goal will probably be around 40 to 45 minutes with a vest. I don't know how much the vest is, you know, try to get it as close to 20 pounds as possible. It's really yeah. just the miles, the miles are brutal. So, but, but on that note, I want to ask you, I see so many boxes, hours included, doing this thing where they train for Murph. And it starts probably two or three months ago. And for us, for example, Ralston Creek CrossFit is following the NCX programming, which is their 45 minute program. And every Saturday there's some sort of Murph training. It, it, it changes. Sometimes it's intervals with running mixed in. Sometimes it kicks off with a run. Sometimes it's three, six, nine, sometimes it's five, 10, 15. But the point is there's this belief system out there that you need to prepare for Murph. And I disagree with it. Why? Because I think if you're training, I'm laughing because you put it, I was expecting you to have an opinion, but I do have an opinion. I want to know what your logic for that statement is. Because CrossFit is training for life. And if you're doing good programming, and I don't even think it has to be good. If you're just doing decent programming, you're preparing for, you know, what CrossFit likes to say is the unknown and unknowable. And, you know, my favorite coach Glassman's quote is we fail at the margins of our experiences. And, and, and Murph should not be that far outside of the margins of your experiences. Yes, if you've never done it before, you've never done it. But if you've done Cindy, if you've done Barbara, if you've done Chelsea, if you've done workouts with running, you, you should be prepared. There was a period of time at, at probably like 2009-10, I was like, okay, I'm going to train for Fran. And I did. Like every every week I would do either... One of the things I would do is like 21 thrusters as fast as I can and then just get on the bar, max set. And I'm like, okay, well, when I get to 21 and 21, then I'll add 15. Or I would do five rounds of nine, or I did Fran as 45 thrusters into 45. I just was messing around with it. And, and did you do better? I don't, honestly, I don't remember. I don't, I don't think I wound up like, it wasn't like a template or anything. I was just messing around with it. My best Fran is 246. It was probably around that time. But point is, if you're doing CrossFit, you're getting prepared for all workouts. Right. We will all agree that CrossFit is a GPP program, generally physically prepared. But that's different than you, what you've left out is the fact that there are people that want to do well. They have a specific goal in mind, right? So why not dial up something that would get them to the goal to make this a success for them, right? We're, do, we're already doing it for the right reason. Well, let me, let me try to set them up for success. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't I do some things to create camaraderie within, within the community and have people train together? And then maybe that bumps up my attendance from Murph, or maybe people decide to donate and they buy more t-shirts. And so 
I disagree with the fact that you shouldn't do that. I think number one, I do think there's an aspect of safety involved with it. That is like getting people prepared. Like we know based on the, the pull-ups and the push-ups, or excuse me, the pull-ups and the, yeah, the pull-ups and the push-ups that there is at least a decent scenario here in which rhabdo should be discussed. So why would I, why not just prep people for that so that they're good to go? And I don't have to worry about that. They've got the volume in there. They're good. And I can avoid any injuries. And then hence avoiding taking something that is supposed to be celebratory in nature, or at least I don't want to say celebratory. That's probably the wrong word, but you know, we are celebrating a life, but more like reverence and then making it something where like Bob got injured, you know, like I definitely don't want that to happen. Those are all really good points. And I agree with you, you know, ultimately, I think the theme of what we do with Best Hour is, you know, make it fun for your members and make it enjoyable. And yes, if they want that, that's great. The only argument I can possibly give you, and I'm, you can quickly poke holes in it, would be it doesn't make sense if it's actually costing you fitness. But I would obviously argue one workout a week with body weight movements is, and running is not costing you fitness. I mean, I would even go broader than that. I think if you just dialed up, uh, you know, I don't know what the exact volume we, but we did this maybe last year. So let's assume that you have pull-ups. Everybody, this is a common mistake people make in Murph is everybody's like the pull-ups. I'm like, no, it's not the pull-ups. If you got pull-ups, like the pull-ups, it's the push-ups. The push-ups just smashes people. So just do more push-ups the month leading up to that. And everybody will do better across the board. Like you're not like, you're going to have to put in way more than like a couple of Saturdays of running in order to get better at the run. Like you're probably gonna have to be running intervals twice a week, doing some loaded, some slug drive. It's like in order to go from, you know, like if you were trying to get somebody to push a minute down on their, on their mile time it, with a vest on, like you're going to have to do some very targeted training. Are you going to lose some fitness? Mm, I don't know. It depends on where you start. Like you might, no. you might not, you arguably might increase some fitness. Um, so, but in a very targeted area, and then, then the goal is, so here's what I would tell you. I, I would kind of agree and disagree. Like, I don't, I don't agree that you shouldn't prep people. I think you should prep people for it. Um, the degree with which you prep, I think, would potentially highlight some problems with your programming. If you need to do a significant amount of prep, then I think your programming is, is probably a hot dumpster fire. If, if you do all of that and then you don't do any training, and then, I, and then I just leave that behind. I don't do anything that would resemble 30 to 40 minute time domains anymore. We don't do body weight workouts. We don't do sled drags. We never put weighted, we never do uh, loaded gymnastics movements. Um, well, again, we're highlighting deficiencies in the program. So beef that up so that I don't really need to do this massive targeting cycle to get ready for Murph. It's like, hey, let's just focus on you know, getting uh, some weighted pull-ups in, you know, a couple times the 45 days prior to get a, like a couple days of high volume in there, work on some skills and then sprinkle in some more push-ups and bench press the month rolling into that and everybody will crush. Yeah. And, and for the record, my push-ups have gotten better from it. You know, we, we've talked about this before, but push-ups are one of those movements in CrossFit that stay challenging forever and i think part of it is we just we don't do them very often in general and then secondly they're one of the few movements along with bench press along with strict press that you're not getting any action from the hip so there's no kipping you know you have to stay it's it's still a compound movement but it's strict so push-ups tend to go 
I kind of equate this to the same philosophy I have with a marathon training. Although I've never done a marathon, I've trained people and helped them. The old adage of, well, I need to run 18 or 21 miles two Sundays before to prove I can do 26.2 is kind of outdated and silly. Intervals will get you there. You need to, you know, get some time under tension, if you will, get some pounding on the roads to prepare yourself. And I think what we're really getting to is it's a confidence boost here. You know, if you, all the people that have been doing these workouts here or following some sort of Murph program, when they show up on Memorial Day, they're showing up with more confidence. And like you said, it's not that I don't care about my Murph time. It's just that it's not more important than any other time. I'm going to show up on Monday. I know I'm going to finish it. And, and that's really all there is to it. It's those longer workouts like you and I, we were talking about, it's not the same, like Fran, you, you may not finish, right? You may implode and you can see your time go from three minutes to seven minutes quickly, where a 50 minute Murph is still great. You did it. An hour Murph is still great. An hour and 20 minute Murph is still great. So point is it's for most people, not the physical challenge as much as, man, I got 10 more rounds and another mile to go and I got this 20 pound best on me. I'm mentally more prepared than I would have been. So I, I can understand it for that reason. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I do just cause we're here in Virginia beach is I just, I spend more time in the sauna for a longer, just to do, just to be prepared to deal with the heat because the heat's going to be the first thing that's going to make me start to doubt things. Just that, just the sun crushing my face is probably the most worrisome thing. So I was like, you know, I was like sitting in the sauna yesterday, just at like one fifty six or something like that. Just like trying to convince myself not to get out for 20 minutes. Yeah. And I mean, but it's that, you know, again, you're preparing mentally. What, what time do you run it on Monday? Uh, we're going to run four heats. So we'll go 830, 930, 1030, 1030, 1030. Heats four heats. That's crazy. Um, I think the most people we've ever done is like 150. Over the, over the morning, over the course of the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there was, uh, at one point I could do heats of 50 because we had, we had 50 slots for pull-up bars. See, and, and I think that's great. You know, and, and that's another part of it. You, you do all this training, you show up on Monday, class is packed and you wind up sharing a pull-up bar anyway. That's the point. It's not about your time. It's about, hey, you're here on Monday, not just, again, you know, reverence or celebrating this person's life, but also it's a community builder. It's more important that you're there being a part of this community. You know, we're at our box. The owner is, is having a baby. They're doing a gender reveal. We're doing a barbecue after. So it's more a community event. I mean, and it's one of the few times a year that I don't get super picky about the fact that I'm sharing a, a space or a pull-up bar or, you know, if we bring the baby with us and she starts crying, it's more, like I said, just that we're accomplishing this. So great that you run four heats and you allow everyone to have their own space. But I also think for a lot of boxes, hey, if you did one heat or two, we're doing two heats, that's fine. Find a spot, partner up, you know, you're only doing typically five pull-ups at a time. That's the only space, you know, so you're, you're waiting for a hey, max. People are rate. doing it in two heats. I, I don't know the exact number. Probably we have plenty of pull-up space, you know, so at least 30 per heat. Okay. That's what I'm asking. Heat. I mean, at some point, at some point it's just too many people in the room. Yeah. But you know, the doors will be open. We probably have off the top of my head, like I said, 30 pull-up spots. So I'll get my own spot. I don't know if I'll get my favorite low bar. I might have to hop on a box to hop up to that high bar, which will, of course, take more time. 
But no, I think again, it's all about the fun. And like you said, shared suffering is a good way to put it. And it's one of those workouts I typically don't like because again, it's my nitpicky. One of my one of my pet peeves is when someone is still working and somebody else starts like doing burpees with them. I'm like, that is so uh, what's the word? Demotivating to me. Like but this is one of those rare examples when someone's out running that I will go run and, and, and bring them in. But I, I don't know why. It's just whenever someone's like, you see it at the level ones, right? The, the day one workout. It's like, not only am I still going, but you're showing me that you've finished long enough that you have energy to do more. Like, I know I'm in last place. Don't do more burpees with me. What do you, do you, do you agree with that? Or do you disagree with that? Not paying attention to that kind of stuff. I'm just suffering in my own world. And I'm like, am I almost done? Is I like, I just Cheer don't like on. stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. I just don't care. And I'm like, good job. I'm going to go outside and sit in the baby pool now and drink beer. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so here, here I do have a request and this is more for affiliate owners and, and just we'll call it affiliate owners and veterans. And there's a lot of overlap there. Do this, take some time, take a deep breath and refrain from getting on your high horse about reminding people that Memorial Day is not barbecue day. Like, we get it, okay? The reason I say that is because same thing we started with is like most people, like the number of people that don't have an affiliation with the military is pretty high, right? So they don't, they're not, they don't, they've never lost a friend, you know, in war or training or anything like that. So they don't know. Okay. And some people use it to celebrate. And again, the point is that like people are celebrating and I'd rather them celebrate ignorantly than not celebrate at all. So just remember, like concentrate on your community, have a good event, make sure people that you understand the people in your community understand why you're doing this. Talk about it. You know, if you have veterans, you know, that have lost, you know, uh, a friend or a loved one and they want to speak about what Memorial Day means to them. I think that is great to get people to just understand the value of it. Right, because it's about recognizing people that have uh, that have made sacrifices in, with regard to that. So, just do that. You know, don't be a turd. Just make it a good day. Have fun. Make sure people scale appropriately. Make sure people don't get hurt and you know fall to peer pressure because they feel like they should do all the the reps when they shouldn't and can't turn a forty five minute workout into a three hour workout. What do you, What do you think is the longest someone should be moving and doing Murph? 60 minutes, probably. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I think like any workout, there should be a whiteboard brief. Maybe you read what CrossFit.com put out there, you know, about uh, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, and then remind people like, hey, this should be within an hour. Your run should take 12 minutes or less. You should be able to go 5, 10, 15 for 20 rounds. In fact, if this is your first time or you're uncomfortable, that's how I'm telling you to do it. Those of you that want to go 100, 200, 300, you can. Uh, you know, you can argue over what's considered RX and what isn't. But yeah, if you're if you're still out there in an hour and you're on the run, I'm not going to stop you because you're already out there. But that that should be your goal. So keep an eye on the clock. And then, you know, other than that, I like I like what you said. You basically just said make it the best hour of their day. Good. That's the goal. In, 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 in more words than necessary. <laughs> Katie, 
Are you going to do Memorial Day? I'm not Katie, ending. Can you day. please help, help, help Jay learn to you, end an episode? You could have, and that was going to be the perfect ending, having the best. You know why? You probably didn't end it correctly because you look so tired. Oh, you're just, you're you really t- <laughs> you're Katie. You didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> girl. Yes. I had six hours of sleep. Madison was up very early. I'm trying to look at my eyes. Um, I did not put on my espresso yet. And when I do, on, I will no longer look tired. I will look wide awake. I will look youthful. The, 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 I'll tell you what, the members at the box don't realize how old I am. They still think I'm a youngster in my 20s. In my 20s, all thanks to Doc Spartan. Use the code. Either that, or, either that or they think that you're a, uh, a young kid who hit puberty too soon. <laughs> don't let the beard fool you. He's a child. Use the code Docs. No, no, don't use the code Doc Spartan. Use the code Best Hour. Over at docsmartin.com, 15% off. Get the coffee eye, eye stuff. What's it called? I... Yeah, the coffee eye stuff. That's what the that's what the skew is. Yeah. Yeah. If you Google it, coffee eye stuff and the coffee scrub. And the coffee scrub and sex panther. Um, that's why my beard looks good though. Thanks for that, Katie. All right. We 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 hope after listening to this, we give you a little bit of insight on Murph. We hope you have a fantastic event at your box, whatever workout you're doing. And like we've talked about, A, make sure your members still scale appropriately and B, just consider the training leading up to Murph. It's obviously too late for this year, but for next year. And, and potentially consider, you know, what if there is a weakness and you realize it, why we're not addressing it year round? Is it push-ups? Is it running, et cetera? But ultimately, like Fern said, make it the best hour of their day. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.